0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: I know from experience that there are some guys who are stepping up to the plate. There are some guys right now who are helping their wives, their significant others, get Thanksgiving Day meals together. Yeah, I know. I know. I understand. Yeah, people don't talk about it a lot, but it is. I know the guys are out there getting ready. So some of you are starting early because you realize that listen, we're not trying to do all this food in one day. We're not trying to cook all this food in one day. We, if we cooked all this food in one day, we won't be eating until halftime of the of of the night game. So we're not doing that. So we're starting to we cook a little dish here and we cook a little dish there. We cook another dish over here, put it in the freezer, take it out in the day or so, and we're good. So I understand. So th- use us as the backdrop as you get ready for what's going to be a fabulous Thanksgiving, and we wish you a happy Thanksgiving here from all of us at ESPN New York tonight. So I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this turnaround of the Jets. I'm fascinated by. it. And since I'm not a Jet fan, I can I can sit and try to figure out what happened. Was it, as some people suggest, the fact that Chris Johnson came out and said, "Adam Gase is my coach," similar to "It's my quarterback," similar to "It's my quarterback"? So, by Adam Gase, by Chris Johnson saying, "That's my coach," that's my coach. Did that turn the team around? Was it that? Was it the fact that? they lost to the Miami Dolphins. And that was the wake-up call that started it it all. Was that the case? Was it the fact that they woke up the next day and said, we actually lost to the Miami Dolphins? Something sparked this team. Or was it... Sam Darnold walking in to the, to Adam Gase and saying, what more do you want from me? What turned this Jet team around? What do you think it was? 1-800-919-3776. Because now you're in a position, Jet fans, of not rooting to see where, how high a draft choice you're getting. You're actually in a position now where you can sit back and say, okay, we can get, we're, we're getting better now. We're actually showing signs of progress. We're actually seeing an pieces of an offensive line come together. We're actually seeing our quarterback. He's the guy now showing some signs of being the guy that we thought he was. Because, let's face it, a couple of weeks ago, when we looked at him, it was... Danger,
2: Will Robinson,
1: danger. We didn't know what was going on with him. He was turning the football over. You know, people were playing Ghostbusters in stadiums across the country for him. You know, he was he was a joke. He was turning the football over. I mean we had questions as to whether he was going to be the franchise guy. Come on. You know, you did in the back of your mind. And some of you, Pythagorean and theorem said that Danny dimes was better. Come on. Y'all were saying that don't, 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 don't be looking at your phone. Like I'm lying. You know, you were saying it. Look how, look how Danny dimes was 17 intercept 17 touchdowns. Oh man. Wish my quarterback had 17 touchdowns. Y'all, you know you all were doubting Sam Donald a couple of weeks ago. Come on, don't be lying. You know you were. But now, after this three-game streak, you're feeling better about it. But what was the, in your mind, as Jet fans, invested in this team? What turned this team around? I have several thoughts for you. The first thing I think it was, honestly, was the fact that that people were thinking the, the, the third reason I'll give them three two I have three reasons I'm going to count them down three two and one the third reason I think this team figured out and rallied around was that plane <laughs> that was flying around threatening Adam Gase yeah I think that was number three. And the guy's like, you know, no, no, come on. We got to do a little better. We got to do a little better. We got to do a little better. Then I think it was the fact that pieces came together. And this is going to be shocking to you. But I think the emergence of a new guy and the reemergence of an old guy. The emergence of Ryan Griffin, the tight end, really helped give Sam Darnold the safety blanket that we expected Chris Herndon to be. But Chris Herndon has not been able to stay on the field. And you know what? In the back of your mind, Jet fans, as talented as that young man is, you're thinking, "I, I you got to be a little concerned. Is he going to be able to stay on the field? Because right now, if he... Right now you have him and Ryan Griffith. You got you got a fabulous if Chris Herndon is able to give you what he's supposed to, you're gonna have really two really good tight ends. So I think his emergence as a as a go to guy for Sam Darnold was big. The other thing was the return of Kelvin Beecham. And I'll say it again. Am I confusing Kelvin Beacham with a Hall of Fame left tackle? No. But what he is is a pro, and what he is is a guy who understands and has taken charge of that line, and he's facilitated the communication. There's no question that since he has returned, the communication on that offensive line has improved. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Since he's returned, it's improved. And I think the number one reason was, very simply, was the fact that, hey, Sam Darnold went into the offense and spoke to Adam Gase and said, okay, so look, as I look through this playbook, man, some of the stuff here is not working. Okay, you need to take some of the stuff here out. Okay, that, that those, those, those plays that you run on that's not working. Give me the slants. Give me some rollout stuff. Give me give me a little rollout action. Give me the opportunity to make some decisions downfield. I kind of know what I'm doing. So that's all I need right now. That's what I need. And ever since then, Sam Darnold, he's a bad man over the past three weeks. And even though he was against the Giants, even though... It was against Washington. I understand that. And that should be enough. Because, once again, this is not college. They just didn't sit down at the beginning of the season and say, okay, we're going to play St. Joe's. We're going play. No, no, they didn't do that. This is the National Football League. It's not who you play. It's when you play them. Like, right now. <laughs> do you want to play the Baltimore Ravens? Do you want to play the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, no, <laughs> not right now. Not the way Lamar Jackson's playing. Lamar Jackson owns the National Football League right now. Everybody talking about Lamar Jackson? Five touchdowns? Okay, I- I'm going to do it. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five. Five touchdowns. Five. Slinging it. Looking good. Prime time. So it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Like this week, Packers got embarrassed. You think they you think they coming in to take it easy on the Giants? You don't want to play them right now? Aaron Rodgers got attitude. Aaron Rodgers coming in here with an attitude against a defense that has struggled. It's not a good combination for the Giants. Doesn't mean they can't win. Doesn't mean they can't win. I'm just saying. So when I tell you from experience, it's not who you play it's when you play them. That's what I'm talking about. So for right now, these are the reasons I believe the Jets have turned things around and they have the opportunity, okay, to right now, turn their season around, and then what it does is, but here's the tricky thing. Here's the tricky thing. And I'll get to your calls in a minute the one 800 3776 Here's the tricky thing. While you're encouraged, you now, if you're Joe Douglas and Adam Gase, you can't over-evaluate how good the team is and think you don't need some more changes. Okay, you look at the team right now and you say, well, you know, listen, we get C.J. Mosley back. We get Avery Williamson back. Okay, we get Chris Herndon back. All right, we good. We don't have to make any changes. Nope, 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 nope. Time out, time, time out. Give me a 20. Give me a 20. That's not the way to go. You still have to evaluate the fact that there are more multiple changes you need on this squad to make them better. Here's what you found out, that you've got some pretty good pieces on this squad for depth, especially in the secondary, that can challenge some some other corners if you decide to bring some corners in, that can challenge them as starters. But you have depth because they've gotten experience under fire. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what separates the elite teams in the National Football League with the – middle to the pack, and lower of the pack in the National Football League. It is the depth of your reserves. How close in they, in talent, are they to the top folks? That's the question. If they are close in talent, if there is not a huge drop-off in talent from your starters, you then have a chance to do something special in the NFL.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: It's ESPN New York Tonight. On 987 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Talking about the Jets, want to get your thoughts, Jet fans, on what turned things around for this team right now that's won three in a row and the future's looking bright. What do you think?
3: You made me happy. This yes, you can dance. You strip right this side.
1: Now I got to tell you this before I get to the phones. Back when I first heard Frankie Beverly and Mays do this song, Kai, Mr. T, this was played at a house party in Harlem. And with all due respect to Sam Darnold, it was after 1230. But I'll say this. Some of us left. Uh, Let me do the College Hoop fans. College Hoop fans. The NIT season tip-off is returning to Brooklyn on November 27th and the 29th. One of college basketball's oldest and most prestigious early season events features Ole Miss, Penn State, Oklahoma State, and Syracuse's only appearance in New York City this season. It kicks off tomorrow at 5 and 7 p.m., then Friday at 7 and 9 p.m. You can enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets for both days by texting NIT to 44202. Again, text NIT to 44202. Lower Bowl tickets started under $28, are available online or at the bar or at the Barclays Center Ticket Office. For more information, visit nittipoff.com. That's nittipoff.com. You guys notice in salute of my man, Hoodie Mello, I wore my hoodie tonight. I'm repping Hoodie Mello. I had 25, 4 of 7 from 3. A dunk. A dunk. Stay off the weed. No, no. I'm, he dunked. He really did. He really did. So I'm wearing a hoodie tonight in salute on my man, Hoodie Mello. I knew he could do it. I knew he could. one 800 let us go to the phones and get started with Darren in Montville. Darren, you're first on the ESPN New York tonight.
2: Hey, Larry. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, partner. What's going on?
2: All right. My take on why the Jets turned it around, Mm -hmm. it's it's very easy. It's Sam Darnold getting healthy. Okay. And that was it. Because Adam Gase, if you look at him, it has has nothing to do with, you know, anything else. But Adam Gase, yeah, they say he checked out in the middle of the season. All right, well, hey, his quarterback wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. When, When he was in Miami, he used to say, oh, when uh every time uh Tannehill was injured, I don't know, go talk to that guy. Mm. He calls people out. He calls them out. He probably and it wasn't hey, it, it wasn't anybody he brought in for his backup quarterback because McCagnan was there. Right. And now McCagnon's gone. Yep. He brought in his GM and what do you say? I like yes he's like I don't hang around with yes men.
1: Mmm. Yeah.
2: I don't hang around with yes men. So he walks in there, he calls people out. Yep. And that's it. And he I walked in and said, hey, I can't call the you-go-left, you-go-right, Bomarooski, because you can't do it. You can't. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to hand the ball off. We're going to dump it short. I'm going to call that slant because you can't throw the ball. Uh-huh. So, hey, you can't do it. When Sam came back and Sam's finally healthy now, uh-huh. I don't know, because he's finally doing good. He's finally healthy. Then they had a the little sit-down. Then they got their minds together, and now you look at it. Now there's production.
1: I hear you, Darren. Thanks for the phone call. So I think that's part of it. And the other part of it, listen, you have to – we criticize them over and over and over and over again. So we have to give them praise. It's the improved play of the offensive line. There's no question. There were times – come on, Jet fans, you know – when Sam Darnold got hit on a three-step drop. Three steps. Three. Come on now. I mean, people were coming – Unblocked. Line wasn't switched to the, you know, slanted one way or the other. Nothing like that. Nothing. They were coming just, that's why, that's why he saw ghosts. They weren't ghosts. They were, they were defensive linemen that he saw in his sleep. Can you imagine that? He'd be sleeping in the middle of the night and then, woohoo! Somebody got sacked again. I got sacked again. That's the way it was. Now he's settled down. And the other thing that I really like is he's more comfortable rolling out. And so even if there is a rush or he's trying to buy time, even if there's no rush, he's now comfortable with rolling out. And that's what you want to see in your quarterback that, that improvement, that understanding that, okay, let me look down the field. I can feel the pressure. Okay. I, I, I know I've had the ball a little bit, a long time. Let me roll out, find some time to get my folks open. Even, even Adam Gase talks about that, the play of the offensive line. And guess what? Levy on Bell had actual holes in the game against Oakland.
2: Yeah, I think the line's really done a good job, especially the last two or three weeks. I mean, it's just, they're getting the guys covered up. They're opening a big enough hole to where he can hit it and and get through there and then try to, try to step through any kind of arm tackles or or anybody going after his legs. So, I mean, those guys are just going to keep getting better every week and, you know, hopefully we can just keep staying healthy.
0: You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Sam Darnold,
1: what turned it around?
2: I mean, we knew it in the building, you know.
1: Uh, It's the same
2: thing. I mean, just, I think our guys are just doing, you know, a really good job of coming to work every single day. And, you know, when you put really good work in and, you know, you get really good results, um, coming out, so it's just it's just a matter of continuing to put really good work in throughout the week and um, executing and playing well on Sundays.
1: And winning. Because, let me tell you this, the Giants are putting in good work during the week. The Giants are putting in good work during the week. But if it doesn't translate on Sunday, all that stuff, you'll start to have doubts in the back of your mind. Come on, you know it's true. You don't think that the Los Angeles Rams put in good work before that game last night? You don't think. They knew what Lamar Jackson was about. You watched the video in preparing for him, you had to know. How many of you watched the Monday night game last night? How many of you, come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Okay. How many of you heard Aaron Donald's name once? And this is this is a defense. this is the NFL's defensive player of the year. Okay? He was schemed a way that you didn't even know he played. That's how that's how well the Ravens are playing as a unit. So I'm telling you, do you think that, that Ravens team last year, and I get to the calls in a minute. You think that Ravens team last year in the postseason? When Lamar Jackson couldn't throw the football at all, by his own admission, that they were, you know, the hard work they put in, that they were confident in him? Nope. This year, you got offensive linemen coming up and hugging him. Defensive players coming up, hugging him. Because he has taken the time to improve his game, and they are winning. To quote, Rick DPH, who you who you can hear along with Chris Canty and Dave Rothenberg from 10 to 1, Monday through Friday here on 987 ESPN. Winning is the ultimate deodorant. And he is absolutely right. one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 Mark is in Newark. Hey Mark, you're next on 987.
3: Hey, Larry, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, homie.
1: Thank you, sir. Same to you and your folks.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. So, the three ingredients as to why the jets turned it around. Ingredient number one. Identity. That goes to my man Greg Williams. Why? Because he found out our identity and now it's coming to fruition. Our identity is we will not let you run the football. Mm-hmm. You can scheme, you can plot, but and and the proof, Larry, is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. You can scheme and plot you can you can think of the reverse, the flea flickers, the the wildcat, the the tick one, the the, the the little quick screens, one of those wide receiver screens, you can do all of that. But you can't do that forty to fifty times a game, and expect for all good things to happen for you. Mm-hmm. So Greg says, "Hey, wait a minute! My guys love to fly to the football. They're strong. They're fat." They're hungry. They need direction. What's our identity? We will not let you run the football. And that's why I think we lead the league in defensive touchdowns, don't we? You're right because up there. If you're not, if you're scores. not, if you're not
1: leading the league, you're right up there.
3: Defensive returns for score. I think we are number one, lad, mm-hmm. as well as being number one against the run. Oh, and by and oh, by the way, I think we average um, six sacks a game for the last four games.
1: Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Your your edge rusher, Jamal Adams, is playing very well. (laughs) And then
3: you got Jamal Adams just beasting and coming in, just taking the ball from the quarterback and scoring. You got linebackers catching one handed uh, uh, interceptions and scoring. I mean, I think the Jets are going to end up with. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold prediction. We have at least nine defensive touchdowns before the season is over. Now, one more thing. Yep. Um, Oh, and offensively, Gary, I gotta say this: the ingredient number two is putting in the work and they. Let me put it this way: not being lazy. Mm -hmm. He's not. He, he, he's not lazy game. No, he's working hard. He's saying, okay, well, since the defense of our identity is to not let you run, my identity is going to be to stop. Putting ourselves in a position where the line just gotta just let the defense just come at them and run them off their spot and sack the quarterback like you said a minute ago, mm-hmm. turn the average defenses into ghosts and all of that. <laughs> no, he's letting our guys fire out with a little, and that brings me to ingredient number three: mm-hmm. some good old-fashioned get mad. Yeah. Some Get mad. See, Jamal Adams showed it yesterday at the end of the game. He said, You know, these they thought they was coming in here and doing this here. He use this here, take some of this here, get mad, and, and this kick butt, and fly your happy butts back to Oakland with a whole bunch of excuses after what just happened to you. And, yeah. and, last but not least, bring on Mr. Axon Jackson. Jackson. Because I guarantee you this, he won't do none of that. So you might get a playoff or two. You can't stop a joystick. I understand that. Mm-hmm. You can't stop it when somebody's good at something. They're going to get theirs. But guess what he ain't going to do? He ain't going to be no video game against my defense. I guarantee you that. And I will get to see it.
1: All right, my friend. It's going to be interesting. Yes, I will say that. Thanks for the phone call, Mark. It will When you see right now, and once again, Lamar Jackson is playing at a high level, a high level. And we don't know what will happen in the next three weeks because it's three weeks from this, this coming, from Thanksgiving night when they play on the Thursday night. So that's going to be, that's going to be the one. But for right now, for me, all I want the Jets to do is to beat who they're supposed to beat. Okay? Beat Cincinnati. And you have to. Beat Miami. You have to beat Miami this time. You do. If you can win those two games and you set up at six and seven, and I'm not even talking, I'm not, your fans, you can talk playoffs, you can talk about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about really, really seeing where this team is with facing Lamar Jackson, a fabulous running game, and a very stout defense. And the one thing you know about the Baltimore Ravens, their defense is always stout and physical. It's the way it is. It's been that way. You go back to Ray Lewis. So we're talking about for the past, what, 19, 20 years, that defense has been. That's the identity of that Ravens team. The Ravens' team identity is physical play. Much like the Steelers, that's the AFC North. Physical play defensively.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight Podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Fruits, of course
1: who does a phenomenal job with Rutgers on the sideline of their broadcast. Fuchs has been an MSG forever, ever in the day. And he says, of course, bless Austin. Rutgers is the reason the Jets have turned things around on defense. He's been phenomenal, huh? It's like, who's this? What? 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 And I said it the other night. Him... Uh Ryan Griffin, the little adjustments, Jet fans, that Joe Douglas has made. Ryan Khalil didn't work out. I grant you that. But that was an emergency thing. We talked him out of retirement. Understand. But some of the little tweaks that Joe Douglas has made onto this roster so far makes me very curious in the offseason and the draft to see what his focus will be, and what road he will take to try to put this team at the next level. And the reason why I have so much faith in him is because I know who taught him. <laughs> His main teacher was Ozzie Newsom. And what do we say about Baltimore? The Ravens. They have an identity. The identity is defense. They, they have had what every franchise wants. And we... and. God knows we need it here in New York because we don't have it, except for the Yankees. It's called sustainable success. Translation: You got a chance to win every year you're 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 in action. You got a chance to win every year you're playing the game. I'm not going to go back into ancient history, but that's the way it used to be around here, at the Garden, at the stadium. Sometimes with the Mets, sustainable success for a couple of years. Giants had sustainable success sometimes. That's a, Jets had sustainable success for a couple of years. That's what you want. You want sustainable success. Now, sustainable success really means more than two or three years. It means like, like when Ewing was here, that, that's sustainable success. Okay. That means you got a chance. You know, you're going to the postseason. You got a chance to win. Rangers have had it with Lundquist. For most of the time, they've had sustainable success. And how do you get sustainable success? Smart trades, great picking in the draft, and value. Understanding what the best value for your dollar. How does this player at this price help the bottom line? Or as Chris Canty likes to say, good for business. What does this player do that makes him good for your business. And that's what Joe Douglas has learned. He learned it in Baltimore. He got a, a refresher course, his master's and PhD in Philly. Let's see what he can do with the Jets. one 800 Hey, Charlie Woodside, you're next on
4: 98.7. Larry, good evening. How you doing? I'm
1: doing great, Charlie. How are you?
4: Oh, uh, I don't know what to say. I mean... I'll get. Uh, I mean, Larry, can you can you talk about the uh what is that? Oh, Jason Garrett. I mean, that report. Who?
1: Yeah, he can could you. he could be your next coach, Charlie. Uh,
4: Larry, Larry, can you kind tell me something Uh Jason Garrett? Who is not a head coach? Who is not a head coach? He's a cheerleader. All he does <laughs> is clap his hands. You know, pump his, like you know, pump his, like players. I mean, but they like, pump his team up. He's he ain't no co-head coach, coach. That's a cheerleader. Oh, get, get that out of the way. Get that out of the way. I mean, I can't take it. I can't take it with this garbage. And you got the Giants, this mess going on. I'll guarantee you, Sam Darnold will be a better quarterback than Jones.
1: But 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 now uh, come on now, now now let's be fair, Charlie. When you look at what, are you, are you disappointed in Daniel Jones? You see, he hasn't played badly. The fumbles, I understand. I understand. He's got to do a better turnover. job at ball security. I, I got it. But I'm saying seventeen to eight. Turnover over the touchdown ratio? That's not bad.
4: No, 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 no. 17 touchdowns, 17 turnover. That's how I look at. And I cannot take this organization no more because this organization has become an absolute choke, and incompetent organization. Now the Jets look like Jets look. Now it's turned out to be the, the well a functional organization. And it all starts with Saquon taking, Saquon Barkley. What a choke. You got, I mean, you got Allen, I mean, Allen Robertson Running wild. I mean, Valentin. Who the heck is this dude? Garbage. Baker stinks. Solder, garbage. I mean, offensive line stinks. Defense stinks. You got coaching staff. How many, and By the way, one for like 12-13 on third and conversion. And how many times uh, receivers are running routes short of the sticks? That's on coaching. That's on coaching. Shermer has to be gone. And you get no defense. I mean, it's it's. You, I mean, coming off the bye week. It's a st- same performance all over again. And I saw that frog Gettleman on TV on the sideline. He laughing, he giggling. And I am gl- I'm can't take it. And I'm glad Michael K show callers asking for Gettleman's head. And some, and some like other show calling for Gettleman's head. It is time. You must get rid of the- everybody. Gettleman, gone. I can't take for this fraud. Running, another hire another head coach.
1: Charlie, thanks for the phone call. Man, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm I'm kinda depressed right now. I'm I'm feeling I'm just (sighs) I'm ready to I'm ready for the season end. (laughs) I'm I'm done. Gosh, Charlie just man. But understand this. Giant fans. Do you see John Mara firing another head coach? This quickly? Firing another GM this quickly? That's not what they've done. That's not been their resume. And I don't know if that's the right move. I mean, usually, when you draft a quarterback, That buys you time. Usually. Now, I understand that Pat Sherman was here last year and the two years he's seven and 20. I got it. But usually, as the GM drafting your franchise quarterback, I don't see Gelderman going anywhere. I don't. And to be honest, Unless the Giants don't win another game this year, I don't know that they move Shermer out. Because do you want your franchise quarterback to learn another system next year? Is that what you want? Do you want to now make next year like this year because he's got to learn a new system? Or do you, or do you bring Shermer back? Now, I will grant you that the defense has not been great. Hasn't been. And the stats bear it out. But in James Betcher's defense, no pun intended, he doesn't have a lot of talent. Who's the pass rusher on that team? All right, Jet fans, stop laughing. Who's the pass rusher on that team? Mm Mm-hmm. Who's the big-time corner on that team opposite Jack Rabbit? I'm waiting. So they don't have a lot of talent, and they drafted young. And as my former partner, Billy Taylor, the BT Express, number 38 in the Giant program, used to always say, people pay good money to see corners get burned in the National Football League and wide receivers running past them and scoring touchdowns. And to be honest, you've seen a lot of the back of the names of a lot of the giant corners this season. It's true. But they need some more experience. They need some more talent. So while I will agree with you that they have not played well, and I will agree with you, that and listen Pat Shermer I'm as I sit here today knows far more football than I do far more there's no question he knows far more but he's gotten me I've scratched my head at a couple of things that he's done. still these are the things that folks have to think about before the giant front office, before they make a move. John Mara has to think about these things. Does he want to fire a coach and then keep the GM? Does he want to have it mismatched? Does he want his new quarterback to have to learn another new system in his second year? These are all the things. It's not just easy as for him to walk downstairs and say, You're Vince McMahon getting a lot of work tonight on the show but it's not that easy. It's not that easy. And like I said, usually, usually when you bring in a quarterback that's had, and once again, we understand the turnovers that has had the success that Daniel Jones has had and the potential that you see from him as far as his accuracy and getting the ball down the field, because the ball security can be taught. Okay. It can be taught. And he'll get the hang of it. That's part of the mistakes of a young quarterback. I don't know that you make that move right now. I just don't. You're not going to make it right now. You're going to wait to see how the season plays out. And so, to be honest, listen. Schirmer is coaching for his job right now. If they can find a way to pick up some wins, I think he'll be okay. If not, if they don't win a – if they go over for December – I don't know. That's going to be tough.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.